Thanks for tuning in to Start With Scripture, a Hesed Heart podcast. I'm your host, Audrey Grove, here to bring you scripture reading and application that can fit into your morning routine and your busy schedule. Learn more at hesedheart.com. Good morning, my friends. It's another gorgeous day. And even though we are again today talking about a challenging topic, we can remember who God is, that he is good, that he is loving, and that he always keeps his promises. Yesterday, we really talked about this idea that God is a holy God just as much as he is loving. He is just just as much as he is merciful, he is righteous. And even when we don't necessarily understand why, when we don't understand all the answers, we can understand him and his character and we can trust that. We don't need the why when we know the who. And we're going to be talking about that again today. So if you didn't listen to yesterday, that would be a great idea to go back and listen as we dove into that, this idea of, of justice that sometimes seems so harsh to us, but we don't understand the severity of sin. We don't understand, we can't even comprehend how holy, how perfect, how righteous, how balanced God is. He is the perfect balance, like we said, of justice and mercy, of love and holiness, set-apartness. And so when we think about the judgment that is coming, that is for sure, y'all, it's on its way. I know it can make us uncomfortable, but again, if there were injustice, injustice, there we go, (laughs) in heaven, that doesn't align with God and who he is. That's not fair. We talked about injustice in a school, in a bullying situation. We think about it in the court system as well. When someone we know is guilty gets off, that doesn't feel good, right? Because it's not fair. When someone who is innocent gets put in jail, that doesn't feel good because it's not fair. But the thing is that even if we don't understand it, God is the epitome of fairness. And so we can trust him. And as we look to this coming judgment, we can both be encouraged that we're saved and motivated to point others to Christ. So let's dive in. We're in 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 9. And I'm reading from the ESV. Paul writes, they will suffer the punishment of eternal destruction away from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his might. God is so perfect that imperfection has no place with him. Not only is that not fair, it's, it's not, it's not a thing (laughs) based on our God. That's not how things work. And so People who don't know the Lord, like we talked about, they don't know God and they're not following the gospel, the good news of faith, of love, of promise. They're not cleansed. They're not covered. Everyone is sinful. And only in Christ is that sin covered with righteousness, with purity, with holiness. And only then can we be in God's presence. 
And anyone who doesn't meet that standard, and of course we know on our own, no matter how good of a person you may be, you can never meet that standard. You can't be in God's presence. That's just how it works. And so they will be away from the presence of the Lord. They will suffer the punishment of eternal destruction away from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his might when he comes on that day to be glorified in his saints and to be marveled at among all who have believed because our testimony to you was believed. Here is that encouragement that when Jesus comes again, we believers will be there marveling at his glory. Because we're covered and we are righteous, just like Christ is righteous. But those who don't know the Lord, it's going to be different for them. For us, it's going to be a day of celebration. For them, it's going to be an eye-opening day of pain and hurt. Because they're going to be judged for their sin. And that should motivate us to tell people about Jesus, to live our lives in a way that points to him, not just with our words, but with how we show up every day, with our integrity, with how we give everything our all, with how we handle difficult challenges. All of it, we want to be motivated by this truth that judgment is coming We can be motivated to point to Jesus, to be honestly living signposts for him. But we can also be encouraged that we will be the ones marveling when he comes. Paul goes on, To this end, we always pray for you that our God may make you worthy of his calling and may fulfill every resolve for good and every work of faith by his power, so that the name of our Lord Jesus may be glorified in you and you in him according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. And this idea of basically being a living signpost for the Lord is what Paul is praying over, what he's praying for. He's always praying for them that our God may make you worthy of his calling. And we know we are justified once, cleansed once, made righteous once through faith in Christ. That's never added to or changed. But we can be sanctified and we can be grown in our day-to-day walk. And that God would make you worthy of his calling. And he says, may fulfill every resolve for good and every work of faith by his power. So that not only are we going to be worthy of him, worthy ambassadors who are little pictures of him, of course, imperfect here, but doing our best to grow in him. But he's also going to fulfill our actions to good, our good works in faith by his power and not ours. And it's all so that the name of our Lord Jesus may be glorified in you and you in him. Be a living signpost, my friends. Have an eternal perspective looking forward, looking up, and pointing others upward as well. And I will see you tomorrow morning.